0: Yes, uh, good morning and welcome to Mobile Rolling, the South Australian edition and of course it's been a big week of harness racing, of course we raced on the weekend and of course we've got racing there at Globe Derby Park today, a seven race program and the first getting underway at about 1.30 this afternoon. We've got a special guest on Mobile Rolling this morning and it is the CEO of Harness Racing South Australia, Dean Elliott and Dean has been kind enough to give us some of his time this morning on the program. Good morning to you, Dean. Good morning, Tim. Great to be with you. Yes, um, and, and what a year it's uh, starting off to be. Obviously, 2023, we had some great racing on the weekend. Uh, but before we, I guess, touch on what's coming up this year, I, I guess we, we probably need to reflect on last year and I guess how you're tracking right now, because what has it been, about 18 months since you've been in the role now, Dean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's heading up to that time. Time goes. Uh, time's certainly gone quick there,
1: Tim, but I uh, started back in October 2021 and it's definitely Mm. been a a roller coaster uh, since then and I think that last the last 12 months has been um, really satisfying we've got some Mm. challenges ahead but those challenges have certainly brought some opportunity and we've had a few little wins along the way and essentially put ourselves in a position to really attack 2023 with some bigger picture projects um, which is really what South Australia needs now we need a, a real injection in terms mm. of monetary infrastructure uh, and horse population, and, and with that ties in participants as well. So, um, yeah, some of the some of the bigger picture projects are on are on hand, and uh, hopefully we can uh, s- start making some inroads in 2023.
0: Yeah. Well, Dean, a couple of questions for you. First up, um, I guess, what drew you to the job of CEO of Harness Racing South Australia? And I guess when you took over the position, how long did you think in your mind it would take you to to get Harness Racing SA to where you want it to be? Was it a three-year plan? Was it a five-year plan? I guess they're the first two questions I want to throw to you.
1: Yeah, sure. In terms of my background, I'm a bit of a code switcher. I've come across from from a thoroughbred background and and within that, I've been involved in various segments, including wagering uh, and bloodstock, also horse syndication. So working with some of those key segments being, um, uh, you know, in the wagering space with punters and bookmakers, with, with owners and breeders and with trainers through those other various roles and also having a bit of a connection to, to South Australia as well, albeit being a Victorian. So mm. I really wanted to put all that into the melting pot, melting pot and, and uh and move ahead in terms of personal career and and take on more responsibility and leadership and and this um this this position came up during a time of a bit of uncertainty when when melbourne was still in, in lockdown and so i grabbed it with with both with both hands mm-hmm. and uh and haven't looked back so it's been um yes yeah, personally for me something that um, i've really enjoyed and um there is a, we've got a lot of ground to make up in South Australia, as you know, there's no secret about mm. that, but I, I do see some light ahead. Um, and in terms of the second question, how long that would take? Well, um, mm. when I stepped into this role, the board were, you know, in the early stages of forming a three year strategic plan, which was, um, which was finalized, submitted to government, submitted to industry, um, June 30 last year. So I mm. think, from that point in time, we've got three years really to cement ourselves, to get some projects going and, and to to get the ball rolling. And there's a few little KPIs along the way that, are, that, that we'll measure it by, and and the early signs are good, but we need some real buy-in from our key stakeholders, such as government. We need a lot of government support, and quite timely, I'm speaking with you this morning, Tim. We've got a couple of VIPs coming out to the races today, a Globe Derby, who you might spot up from up, up high in the in the grandstand, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and you know we'll be having conversations about infrastructure. Um, we've also um, got some more confidential um, talks happening in regards to the wagering and funding space as well. So mm-hmm. um, watch this space on that front, and um, you know they are going to be some really key drivers for the
0: industry moving forward. Yeah. So outside of COVID, Dean, what, what's been the biggest challenge for you and the role since you have come on board in you know November two thousand and twenty one? I would say two things. Well, I could probably list
1: two dozen things, but yeah, let's break no it down to, let's mm. break it down to two things because I think um a, a lot of them a lot of things stem from these two things. Number one would be horse population. Now we're mm. you know in in decline in a lot of areas of horse population in South Australia and that's due to to various factors. Um, mm. so we need to swing that around again and and you know that includes levers such as you know um the next generation of participants prize money levels all of those important factors a lot of them stand back to the the overarching issue of horse population um, mm. we've got some we do have a few plans on that front some some large some small something between the number two would be uh, unity uh, and buy-in mm. and support from our participants from stakeholders and building those relationships so I think that's something I've been the most pleased with in the last 12, 18 months, is the the buy-in, the support, um, and, and some of those reconnected relationships, whether it's sort of within the participant group or whether it's with um, you know some of our, our key stakeholders. And I know that mm. the, the team at Sky Channel and TAB, for instance, they've been amazing and an incredible mm. support and really worked with us on a few concepts while we're in that stage of wanting to be more agile and try a few new ideas. Um, we, we've certainly had the support from from wagering providers, from broadcasters alike. So um, mm. uh, that that's certainly something um, we can build on moving forward. And you can't go anywhere unless you've got that um, that connection and the buy-in from from those major groups. So that's been one pleasing aspect, and we have to keep building on
0: that. And in 2022, Dean, financially, how did how did Harness Racing SA fare by the end of 2022? Was it was it a positive? sort of stretch on what 2021 was, um, you know, financially and also obviously through the turnover sector as well?
1: Yeah, there's been some green shoots turnover-wise, Tim, and we've had two small increases in our in our race field fee as well, and there's, there's further opportunities on that front as well, which we'll be um, renegotiating that um, before the end of the financial year. Um, and, look, speaking of financial year, FY22 was... Um, was the biggest profit HRSA has posted in, in a decade. Now, wow. um, a lot of that is due to some prize money restructure. So a lot of thank you has to go to the participants for taking that short-term gain, so we can, short-term pain I should say, so we can have some long-term hmm. gain. And, and we've, we've started reinvesting now into prize money and making sure that all categories, classes, divisions um, are looked after. So there'll be some you know, more news on that front. There's already been some implementation of that. Um, and a re- mm-hmm. in conjunction with a rejigging of, of our own local rules within the framework of the the national framework of the of, of the rating system, so um, so that was really pleasing. But we've also cha- had some changes to schedules, uh, to programming, and and a few other points as well that certainly helped the financial position because we when you don't have many. You know bullets to fire you've got to make sure that every every decision's a home run and we've been able to now put ourselves in a position financially where we're able to um serious seriously consider and, and implement some of these bigger picture projects so nothing happens unless, until you you're cemented there and which I'm, I'm happy to say um you know for confidence sake within our industry we, we certainly are now so we can we can move onwards and upwards
0: Mm. and i guess another a big milestone i guess was last year march 2022 when harness racing sa and, and globe derby um signed that agreement for five years to have the racing at globe derby because there were some worrying times early last year where we didn't know what was going to happen there but it's great to see that harness racing sa and, and globe derby park have come together and and come to that agreement last year yeah that's
1: right tim and and uh probably don't need to harp on some of those legacy issues that were there but what i can mm. say now is you know through Anne mowday um, president mm. of SAHRC, and and um through the hrsa board and, and executive we've got a strengthened and renewed relationship and we're able to you know work really closely we race there you know 90 times a year <laughs> we've got 90 meetings mm. a year there tim out of 122 mm. so we really need to be working closely with them. Um, and, and look, I can say that's in terms of what I said before about, you know, reconnecting and rejuvenating some of those relationships is not many more important than the, than the one between clubs and, and body. So that's been great. Another little stat there as well is, um, you know, average number of starts per horse on a national mm. scale we will write down the list at about 8.7 8.8 in 2021 and um and we've shot up to 9.9 um average starts per year per horse so that's that's um it only sounds like a small increase but it's sort of like 10 or 15% increase mm. um which which sort of that is a green shoot to tell us well programming's working trainers can place their horses better and, um, and there's more opportunities for them as well. And, and with that, you know, our average winning margin has decreased. The average price of winners have decreased, which means the number of, you know, really short price odds on favourites has decreased. So they're kind of things that tell us that some of the things we're doing is starting to work, but we, mm. we, we need more volume. So we need more horses, more racing. Yep. Um, and, 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 but, and really at the core of that is finances. And if we can get um, our prize money makes sure it going north then that's um that's going to bring about that further support and confidence and and owners and trainers alike wanting to replenish their stock um in seasons to come
0: mm. so quite simply basically not just harness racing but you know all codes of racing in south south australia need they need that government support and if we can get that government support and a bit of funding as well along the way that'll obviously improve prize money and then that'll flow down to the horses, the pool of horses, because trainers can invest and get more horses. And, and obviously by having more horses in races, Dean, it creates more turnover. So people are betting more in our in our South Australian product. So it's really quite simple uh, when you when you map it all down on, on paper. And if it all sort of flows in the direction we want it to flow this year, by the end of 2023, it could be quite prosperous. Yeah, it's really well said. I couldn't put it better myself,
1: Tim. And um, you know, in terms of the other codes, I mean, racing is a sport that there's, you know, we work with the other codes and other states really closely. Um, and there's a there's a strong bond and relationship there. You know, there's also there's also a view and an understanding that, you know, it's it's a little bit each state for themselves when it comes to government support. That's just how we're set up. And um, there's a lot of support interstate for racing in all codes at the moment. And South mm. Australia uh, hasn't jumped onto that ship. And Mm. we really need uh, the buy-in from from a new government that have now got their feet under the desk. They understand the returns that racing provide, um, whether it's just a return on investment, a simple ROI financially, whether it's an employment stream, pathways, and also animal welfare. So they're like some serious big Mm. ticket items that racing directly and indirectly contributes an astronomical amount um, every year when you combine all three codes. So I think that there's, there's an understanding. There might've been a small level of education that needed to take place for government to really um, be aware of this. Um, and now there's now we're into the, the phase that we need support. So the recognition's there, the understanding's there, and now it's time to, to back it up with, with some action and, and really support our three codes so that we can move forward, so that we can be competitive on a national scale um, and as you said, it will be a, a domino flow on effect. Um, and all we need, you know, all we need is a little spark and and, um, and and with everything else that we've got in place, we can really take advantage of it. So um, yes, I'm hoping for some, some big movement mm. on there in 2023 and sooner rather than later as well, Tim.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is what we need. And, of course, the SA Pacing Cup Series was a little bit different last year. What was the feedback from that particular series? And I guess, will it stay the same in 2023? Yeah, there's a little... a small update on that, Tim. So we'll have our SA Country Cups Series that begins on Feb
1: 26th. That'll be at a Sunday at Um mm-hmm. And we'll have sort of five heats um, uh, around the state in each region. And then we'll finish with a SA Country Cups Final... And that will be at Port Pirie. So um, there's a small change on that to 2022. So we will have a real focus on the Country Cups. Additionally, we'll then have a standalone SA Cup, SA Pacing Cup in late October. Um, So we've got an autumn feature and a spring feature. The autumn feature being on the country circuit and then the spring feature, which might be a heats in the finals concept being in late October with that final on October mm. 28 and really October for the last two years has been monumental in terms of our wagering revenue so we want to mm. really capture that even further and um, and, and, and have a, a, a real big ticket autumn um, grand final and a spring grand final for those mm. uh, fast class horses and we, that which is a, a pool of horse Tim that we need to attract more of to the state and that was part of the concept last year with a few things that we tried and it's it did work. There were some things that worked really well. There was other things that needed to be tweaked, and we feel like this will be a really good fit this year mm. um, to um, to support those horses that are currently in our pool, and potentially to attract uh, a few more as well.
0: Yeah, well, October is a great time of year because you have the daylight saving factor as well, and. Um, normally the weather's pretty good. I know that Greyhound Racing SA moved their um, Adelaide Cup to October a few years ago now as well. So there's lots of stuff happening in October, so it's a perfect time of year to, to have, you know, the SA Pacing Cup and, and showcase Harness Racing in South Australia at that time of year.
1: Absolutely. Um, all, for all of those reasons, which I think can, you know, attract some, uh, some attention, some participation and some attendance, and also mm. financially, last October was... Uh, HRSA's biggest wagering revenue month of all time so um, yeah. we had it we had a really you know some really good results there so we want to keep capitalizing and, and building on the good things sometimes it's it's um, whether it 's in sport or business or in life you 're trying to always work on your weaknesses but sometimes you just have to build on your strengths so um, yeah. I think you know um, building on our strength for that time of year will be uh, will be yeah, something that we can really set our sights on for October.
0: Yeah, well, I've only been around the harness racing for the probably the last three or four weeks, Dean, but I know that talking to some people out there in the harness racing sector that uh, they're pretty happy with what you've been able to provide so far as the CEO, that they love the direction that you are providing harness racing in South Australia, and a bit of a fresh air, I guess you could say, uh, is what the industry needed, and um, you seem to be pointing everybody in the right direction, so um, continue what you're doing, Dean. I know it's been a hard struggle for the last probably 18 months, but... I think, you know, just reading between the lines, there's there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I said, if we can get some government support, that's the biggest step forward in harness racing in South Australia. And we can get some major sponsors on board. I think 2023 could be an exciting year, Dean. Yeah, no, thanks,
1: Tim. I think you've read the play well in terms of identifying what we do need there. And and can I also just say that you certainly had some big shoes to fill with uh, with uh, with Jim's retirement, but um, but we've really really enjoyed listening to your dulcet tones and um, the way you're able to sum up a race. Um, uh, it's it's really it's really interesting to listen to, and I'm sure the punters are very much enjoying it as well.
0: Yep, no no worries, Dean, and certainly enjoying myself at the moment. And as you said, um, big shoes to fill because you know Jimmy Jakes was uh, the harness king here for South Australia for such a long time, but. Um I'm looking forward to catching up with Jim at some stage during the year. Hopefully he can come out there and we can get a couple of photos up in the broadcast box and um you know, catch up with Jim out at the at the trots at some point. But thank you for your time, Dean. I know you're a busy man and I'll look forward to seeing those VIPs out there at Globe Derby today. Thanks, Tim. I'll come and say good day. Cheers. Thanks, Dean. Dean Elliott there, our special guest on mobile rolling this morning, the CEO of Harness Racing in South Australia.